community 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 radio community 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 radio community 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 radio community radio for the San Francisco music scene bff.fm best frequencies forever Hey everyone, it's Lydia, and I'm here with, uh, uh, we've got Jason here from Saw, and uh, my, the name of my show is Saw is Lunch in the Key of Life, and I just rushed in here off the streets off of San, in San Francisco, and, uh, but here we are, oh, headphones, and uh, this is show number two. Let me figure out a couple things. Okay, here we are. Uh, Jason, how you feeling? I am feeling pretty good. This microphone is a little low, mm-hmm. but uh, I can, I'm used to squatting, so that's fine. Okay, here's that's a, a blowjob joke. Sorry, oh, oh god, ah. that's the kind of show we're oh, gonna have set up for us today, y'all. I'm a white guy who likes dick jokes. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. I didn't even prep him. We just rushed into the radio station and he was like, he's got a couple of jokes at the ready. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's get moving. I'm, I'm Lydia. This is Lunch in the Key of Life, where we, uh, where we uh, invite storytellers, comedians, musicians, and poets to come on and... You know, share with us some of their stories, what's going on in their life, and bring on some music. Uh, and I love hearing stories about uh, people's musical influences and how they were feeling that week and what's going on. So, Jason. Yeah, thank you for that. Jason. Jason. This is Jason Reichel. Hello. Yeah. My name is Jason Reichel. Uh, I'm a comedian and writer. And- I have been doing things in the Bay Area for a long time, and before that, Lydia and I actually 
had known each other for a long time ago. We were in Miss Hewitt's theater class. I don't even remember her name, but I, I remember being in theater. In so it's weird that we come from a smallish town in Texas and we're here in the beautiful Bay Area. I'm talking to you. Uh, it's a pleasure. So that's about the nicest thing I'm going to say the whole time I'm on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, uh, it all starts with trying to think of things that are, uh, that tickle you, right? Uh, people say that you should have a point of view and you should write for someone, and I think so many people write for their partner or write for someone else, and I've always written just to please myself and then work on it until it's funny for everyone else. And so I thought I would come in today and show people the start of how my process works, which is uh, kind of writing a humorous essay, so to speak, and then figuring out how I can transform that maybe into uh, sketch comedy or transform that into stand-up or transform that into a song. Um, as I've been in bands forever, and my band sometimes writes silly songs. So it all starts kind of at the same core place, and I thought that would be an interesting way to have a conversation. Cool, yeah. Um, Jason also does a lot of businessy stuff, so he's always ready to talk, and and uh, he's always ready to talk and uh, lead things. <laughs> you want me to hold back, hold back. <laughs> yeah, let's play a couple of songs, okay. and then you can, uh, that was a really good way to lead us into um, after the song. So it looks like you've got a few songs that you brought along with you. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, it's called The Anxiety, the first band. The first band is called The Anxiety, yeah, and it's Hey You. Hey You, and I chose that particularly because... I have an anxiety disorder that I didn't diagnose until I was 30 years old. Mm. And this is a fun, like, trivia thing on here. It's Willow Smith. It's Willow Smith's punk rock. <gasps> really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's her, her and her boyfriend, and they make beats, and it's just a really great kind of, like, 70s throwback punk, punk rock song. Oh, cool. And then Cult of the Selfish. Cult of the Selfish is a, by a band called Giggle Party, um, and Giggle Party is the band that I play bass in and write songs in. And it's about um, idolizing and worshiping yourself. Uh, kind of like a satanic uh, anthem. Uh, and what's fun about that is it's, it's a way of expressing both, you know, the shittiness of yourself, but also accepting yourself, which is a lot about what I try to accomplish in my comedy. Mm. Um, and then the last song on this block is a song called Space Worms by Don't Stop or We'll Die. Mm -hmm. Space Worms, uh, what's cool about these guys is they're all comedians in L.A. Um, and they have a serious band. So it goes kind of like, Surprising from Willow Smith to a song that I wrote that I, I really relate to, and ultimately to a band that should be a joke band because it's a bunch of comedians, but it's not. Ah, okay, great. We'll play that block, and then you can lead us into how you make jokes.
Hey, we're back. Uh, this is Lydia and Jason. Say hi, Jason. Hello, Lydia. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, you were wanting to share with us how you come up with jokes. Well, I wanted to start with, you know, okay, so for me personally, uh, I was a stand-up comedian for years in San Francisco, and I was getting fairly good at it when I decided to do a... a improv game show called The Normal Show, which took all of my time because I was producing a new show every month. It was all, it was a 90-minute show, all new content. And so I started doing more improv and sketch writing and things like that. And so when you asked me to do the show, I was like, I've been wanting to get back into stand-up because it's post-COVID and things are happening. And I was like, I'm not the same person I was three years ago before I started doing The Normal Show and, and all that because a lot of things in my life has changed, the you know, pandemic being a big part of it. Um, and so I was like, how do you start writing stand-up? That was a question that people have for me. Is it all jokes? Does it start off like, oh, I have this idea for a joke? And, or how do people do it? And for me, it's always been um, writing, just writing a, a narrative. Was I turned it Done. Sorry. Did I turn you off? I don't um, think so. I think I'm on. I see some okay. movement. Okay. <laughs> so so that's, what I, then that's what I decided I would share today as, as some kind of... Uh, essay writing that will eventually uh, be jokes because I'm going to go take this out and work it out until, you know, it's that standard sort of setup, punchline, setup, punchline. Um, but for right now, it's a little bit different. So should I? Do yeah. Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, so a little bit about me. Lydia obviously knows me, but some of you don't, obviously. Uh, you should. You should know me. I, I think I'm a good person to know. But uh, <laughs> I was uh, raised Catholic. Uh, reform now, which means I'm about 10% perverted and 90% just like shit and shame and guilt. That's all Catholics? I think so. I think that's the, that's how you make, uh, I don't know about that's that. That's how you make more people. Uh, <laughs> uh, for me, guilt is a powerful thing. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, I'll do almost anything to not feel it. Uh huh. Um, so much so that, uh, I just say yes to everything. Like, I wanted to say no to this, like to show up on a Tuesday at noon <laughs> at the Embarcadero and, and fucking up my whole entire day. I want to say no. Okay. Well, my initial, you know, I, I wanted to, but I, I couldn't because I knew I was so guilty. I'd be leaving my friend out and hang, you know, hanging her out to dry. Uh -huh. So to me, no is a sexy little altar boy of yes. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I know if I touch it. Like, if I touch it, they're going to need to move me to a new parish. Oh, God. And pay off some families. You know what I mean? Like, Woo, it's midday. Can't. This is an after dark special, y'all. I just This can't. is like... <laughs> hey, Lydia. Yeah? Have you ever had a waiter uh, who, like, you've asked, hey, what's the best thing on the menu? Wait, I've had, yeah, I do that all the time. So, like, you know, so what would you recommend? Yeah, to, that's, that's uh -huh. totally off limits to me. I, I can't ask that question uh -huh. uh, because I'm such a people pleaser. I, uh, I'm such a people pleaser that I order whatever they say and I eat all of it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't. You don't want to make your poor waiter like have to like feel yeah, bad. I feel guilty to out the waiter uh -huh. that they could never afford to eat at a place like this. You know? uh, oh, Mr. Fancy. I told you he's got some a business side to him. You know, he's just recommended <laughs> when he saw some rich person on an episode of Law and Order ordering. <laughs> and, you know, oh, okay. I'm the people, so <laughs> I, I feel terrible for it, so I can't do that. Uh-huh. I feel guilty. Um, I, feel, I felt so guilty, and I... 
What? Every, it's hard to live in San Francisco. It's the hardest city, I think, to live in. I realized that <clears throat> I needed to serve. Uh, I wanted to punish myself uh. by being so close to all these leftist, nonconformist, non-monogamist, vegan co-founders. Uh-huh. Um, and deny myself the pleasure of tasting their hot and horny seed round. Oh, hot and horny. This is this is totally. <laughs> this is like a startup conference after dark. <laughs> so I started going comedy to routine. You know, like because of the guilt, I started going to therapy as you should. Uh huh. I started going two or three times a week, which uh, is exactly how the pamphlets want you to do it. Um, and instead of like dealing with the guilt, what I learned how to do is justify all my bad actions. Uh huh. Which is a terrible place to do. And. Um, <laughs> You remember how I was talking about how things have changed in my comedy? Like, I don't know what to write about because I got a divorce in 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, there's lots of things that are terrible about divorce. Lots of people have gone through it. But by far, the worst thing about divorce is that people want to talk to you about it. They want to know what happened. Um, and it, that's what I loved about COVID. That's, that's, that's what I felt like was the best thing about COVID because it was the ultimate scapegoat. You know, it was... Uh, it, it was better than blaming your parents or your molestation for your problems. Oh, God. How many times are you going to touch kids? I, no, I think that might be a new rule on my show. I'm not touching kids. These are words. They didn't touch anyone. Okay. Um, but, you know, but the, going back to the guilt and COVID thing, and so what was great about getting divorced during COVID, so when you, I mean, statistically, 42% of you are going to, um, is that you can just do this. You can just look at someone and be like, Instead of taking any kind of responsibility for your bad actions, you just go, oh, COVID, man. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they stop asking questions because they get it. The pandemic kind of fucked everyone up, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody had some kind of mental emergency. It's like this great unifier. Uh, it's this massive shared experience, which made me think, you know, it's like the Holocaust, but for everyone. Oh God, no! That's another rule. I didn't. No. You, oh my! I need someone like you to come on this show so I can start no, making it, rules it, of it like, do not make jokes about these it's things. A experience, except for the forty-nine percent of people that deny that it was real. Mm-hmm. You know, those those people are not included in this. But here in San Francisco, it's a way to bond each other. So if you want to get out of something and feel no guilt, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to say no. You can just go COVID, man, and people will leave you alone. Oh, where is your mic down? I don't think so. I think I see it going. Uh, so that's how it starts. So I just write a theme and figure out where I want to be in it and figure out what uh, the punches are. And then you go out and do that in front of people who just stare at you awkwardly for a long time. And then eventually you start to hear how people laugh. They're not usually talking through the whole thing, which is something that Lydia doesn't get. But um, hey, I'm just this joking. Is my I'm just joking, show. Lydia. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't play with you over there. Lydia, I dressed up for this. Lydia did not. I got a face from radio, everybody. <laughs> no, you don't. You have a be- you have beautiful hair. You have beautiful hair oh, and a God. face that's like tight. You know, like that. Oh, God. You know what I mean? It's Ugh. good. It's, 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 it's better. I don't for- want to talk about this. No, listen. They- I want to. Let's focus on the music. Oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> what, what about the music? Oh, uh, this song is by my favorite band in uh 2020 mm-hmm. uh it's a band called cheek face which is an awesome name and this is uh i only say sorry when i mean it now uh mm-hmm. it's from an island called th- uh an album called therapy island which is amazing when i'm wrong now yeah i only say sorry when i'm wrong now which mm-hmm. is uh kind of the funniest line i've ever heard in a song uh mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When I first started, I was like, this guy has to be a comedian. He's not. Uh, he's just mentally not well, mm. which is what most comedians are. So I related to it immediately. Mm. <laughs> uh, followed by some like sad, um, sad, lonely boy songs. I want to meet your dog. I want to meet your dog by Cave Town. Do you, know, do you ever listen to him? No, but I, I heard a little bit when I was uh, creating the playlist. Yeah. And you do love dogs. I do love dogs. And so then I follow that up with a song about a cat. Mm, I figured uh, there was something going on here. Yeah, I do. A, I do mm-hmm. like to do thematic things. So the song is uh, about saying sorry when you mean it. And then a song about a dog and a song about a cat, which is kind of what I hope everybody's feeling as they listen to this. A little, little joy. Sorry, maybe that they tuned in today. I don't know. Mm. <laughs>
So we had some technical difficulties the first time around, but you know what? I forgot to mention you are listening to BFF, Best Frequencies Forever, and this show is Lunch in the Key of Life, and we have Jason Reichel from The Normal Show and the band Giggle Party. Yes, thank you. Uh, one of my favorite bands in Austin was also BFF. Have you? Did you ever listen? We both were lived in Texas at some point, but they were called Best Friends Forever. Oh, yeah. They were in Denton, Texas. Yeah, I had I, them play at a house party, actually. I love those guys. They made no money in Texas. Nobody wanted to listen to their music because it was like this weird spazzy pop stuff. But they sold their music to a Russian ad company about for vodka. And they made like $500,000 off that. It was just people, because it was awesome, they could live off for like five years. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's that was, pretty that's cool. a fun best friends forever mm-hmm. uh, fact. <laughs> I have a lot of facts about bands no one's ever heard of. 
Well, it's kind I of a sad superpower. <laughs> I helped discover them at that house party that one time in Denton, Texas, okay? You did. I think that's where the Russian oligarch heard their song. Oh, must have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, mm-hmm. I had this thought. This is like a observational humor. But do you know that... Um, have you ever like been around some women? We both have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so have you ever been around a bunch of women and like one comes up and she's like holding her stomach or like above her stomach. She's like, oh, I just saw the cutest baby. My ovaries are hurting. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then all of her girlfriends are like, oh my God. Uh, and it's like this whole thing. You cannot do that as a man. You cannot walk up to a group oh, of your friends God. holding I your balls and being like, oh my God, my balls are hurting. Uh. You can't do it. It's not. <laughs> When are we going to get equality? That's what, that, that's what I'm after. I'm a feminist, and it's, it's like until totally we can different. go up and to our bros and say that, I just feel you know it's just something that I just noticed in the world. Uh, okay. <laughs> was that not appropriate? I, I feel like that was appropriate. I mean, we all know where babies come from. Yeah. All right. Okay. Lunch time. <laughs> Don't spit out your bologna sandwich. Also, what happened to bologna? People used to eat bologna. Oh, yeah. I wonder that sometimes. <laughs> like, it wasn't the best thing, but it was in lunch enough that people accepted it. Now Jason, no one eats that. Your businessy stuff made you fancy. <laughs> oh. You have no reason to eat bologna. <laughs> uh, that's true. I feel like I'm slumming it when I'm eating like fresh cut salami. So, <laughs> oh, this is only from the south of Italy. I'm not, I'm not interested. Oh, jeez. I know. Oh, God. Okay. So you said you wanted to get back into live, uh, telling jokes live. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of why I, I really want to support storytellers, comedians, uh, because we've all had these stories and, you know, things, jokes, things we've wanted uh, to come out from inside of us during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now things are opening up. And so, yeah, I want to hear. You know what's so weird about stand up is it's it's like being in the COVID, like being in a pandemic because it's like just yelling at people when they can't say anything back to you. Oh, I, I think like. Have you seen that Bo Burnham uh, Netflix? Inside, yeah, yeah. it's so good, oh God, it's so, so beautiful. Good. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm not capable of it, but my favorite comedy is comedy that tells a story that is beautiful at the same time as very raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that special was amazing. And talking about storytelling, it's just, it's exciting now. Again, I made, I made the joke about it in the in the little essay writing, but that we all had this shared experience. It, it, it is, and I don't mean this as a joke at all. This is serious. It is like how after September 11th, people had kind of a shared experience and mm-hmm. we kind of, kind, kind of came together. And that was such a weird experience for me personally, because I always feel pretty alien to most people. Um, and now with the pandemic, you know, part of what I had to let go during the pandemic was my otherness, my my thing that made me feel special or or unique. I had to realize like I'm in the same position, I'm having the same problems, I'm having the same and for a long time I denied that. You know, I denied yeah. that everything was affecting me. And so that is one of the things that I'm looking forward to getting back into a room with people and connecting because I have a new sense of uh, you know, I'm the same as everyone else. Yeah. I think a lot of people felt really lonely and then they realized oh everyone else is feeling lonely too and i do like how it made everyone talk about mental health 
and support each other from afar in that way. Like, I'm feeling like shit and I'm going to be honest and here's some things that have helped me and I'm going to check in on you and make sure that you're not feeling like shit because we're all going through this together. Do you think that's, and I made a joke about it in the, the, the essay too, but do you think that's why there's so many people like in other parts of the country who don't believe or don't accept COVID because in order to do that, you would have to admit some level of vulnerability? Oh, that's true. I mean, I could see that. Just. Because if we deny it, then we don't have to admit that we are, you know, uh, we can't control it. And I and I felt like a big lesson I learned was about how not to. I mean, no one wants to hear about COVID. We're all happy that it's over and it's going to be the summer of woohoo or whatever. But like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so grateful to learning that I can't control stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's a lesson in 30, 37 years that I didn't learn. I, I really thought I could control most things or like stuff enough stuff down that I, I could feign control until I could get gain control. And it was just so humbling to feel like I had no control over a situation. Yeah. I think it did change a lot of people in similar ways. Um, well, that was funny, huh? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one, we're friends. And two, uh, comedians are often deep thinkers, but they just say a bunch of shit on stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People want to hear shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So that, so talking about that, one of the things that I got really into during COVID was producing music and listening to more songs that had beats and had storytellers at the helm. So uh, it's interesting that you talked about storytelling because I feel like the last three things, one of them is my band. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a gesture to myself plug. But uh, these next three bands, I think they are modern storytellers. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I kind of discounted R&B produced music that was overly saturated with effects and things like that because I felt like it That's was like my number one favorite. I feel like it had no meaning. But then I mm -hmm. found all these artists and some of these people, people know Oliver Tree, Hobo Johnson, who were telling stories, like telling real stories. Um, and I knew that hip hop could do that, but I, I, I didn't have access to a lot of it or it wasn't in my repertoire. And so I started getting more into this. I would say this is more like bedroom pop, hip hop related, tangentially Beastie Boys kind of style mm -hmm. stuff. But ultimately, I really think these storytellers One are thing cool. I noticed too is that, uh, I mean, I've seen your band a few times and it, it's almost like performance art. Yes. It's about like intensity and feeling and this shared experience. Um, and these last three songs that you chose, well, yeah, they're definitely more like quieter stories. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're point of views, uh, mm -hmm. which is an important thing to have in comedy. Mm. Um, so tying it all together. There we go. Okay. Well, we're going to uh, play it on. I fell down to earth from a hundred miles away and somehow I still make it work but it's overrated and somehow played out the doors down so you can't ignore it I'll hunt you down like a tyrannosaurus my teeth are sharp like a great white shark let me taste that flesh is my favorite part gotta
The idea is about voting. It's about the future. And most think that I'm dumb. I fucking think I'm a loser. In 72, Chile was ahead of its time. It had plans for voting in homes, and it had the design. In 73, the United States staged a coup. We killed their president and in-home voting too. So that was your band, Jason, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Giggle Party, like laugh out loud party. Um, 
And we're coming out with a bunch of new music. So both of those tracks that I played at the start of the show and this last one were new songs from us, which we did all uh, before COVID and worked on it together uh, during COVID, which was a weird process, which was cool. Um, so you had a creative outlet during the pandemic. I did. I uh, also started drawing a bunch, which was really something... Uh, I was a kid, and when I was five years old, I saw this documentary about animators, like Warner Brothers animators, and I so wanted to be one, except I didn't have good parents, and so they didn't... <laughs> I would tell, like, if I, I want to be an animator, if my daughter told me I want to be an animator, I'd be like, okay, we're going... Like, we're, you're, you're getting all the stuff, we're going to do it. Um, and my parents were like, that's cool, I don't know what that is, see you later. And so it's like this thing that's always been inside of me. And so for the pandemic, I was uh, drawing and, and trying to make merchandise and ideas and things like that for myself uh and uh it was really fun uh and then i always turn everything i do into like trying to make money with it because i'm a schemer and um i was like i business <laughs> I, I was like instead of having a scheme with this i'm just gonna do it for enjoyment it was the first hobby i've ever had where i was like i'm just doing this for myself and of course uh People were like, you should sell this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should. So you can buy it on jasonreifel.com. <laughs> Another plug. <laughs> when you have your hands in so many pots, the plugs come from every which yeah. way. I like to plug up all the holes. <laughs> I oh! That's a bologna sandwich reference. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, well, yeah. So um, any parting thoughts, any words of wisdom that you want to leave us with, Jason? I don't know the, I think people should spend time creating things. And I think that people should try to be as authentic to themselves. I'm an Enneagram four. So of course I'm going to say that you people should be as authentic to themselves as, Mm -hmm. as possible. But I think that through creation, even if you don't share it with anyone, you really find out who you are and how to relate to the world. Um, and it makes you feel, for me, a sufferer of a long-term anxiety disorder, it's really made me feel connected to myself and be a little bit kinder to myself over time. And I, uh, I, like, I wish everybody had that experience. And I think you can. You don't have to go out and do it in a comedy club. You know, the funniest people I know are not comedians. Comedians are, you know, they want attention so bad they're not funny at all. You know, so... <laughs> You know, the people that around you are, you can be funny, you can be creative, you can, you can make music. I love, I grew up in punk rock. So democratizing all of that is sort of what I'm all about. And, you know, just go out and do it. You're not going to be inspired probably by me because I'm not that great. But like, I promise you one day I will be and you will feel inspired by me. (laughs) We're pushing 40, but we're still thinking about what we want to be when we grow up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never grow up. I don't think I will either. Thank you, Lydia. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So um, I really, that was really good about just making stuff and how being creative can uh, help you learn things about yourself. Because even creating playlists, I realized I'm like, why do I like this song? And and so the first set of songs that I'm going to play right here are three songs that helped me get through the pandemic so um you'll hear the first one that talk about how we've we've lost dancing and if we could just get through these next few months then it's going to be great i feel like there's this like point right now where you know we're turning a corner and things are opening up again so and then i also realize i can't control everything so i got really into the zodiac and embraced my like the killer Capricorn energy. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got really into the fact that I'm a Capricorn, 
So this was like a pump up song of like, I want to be, I want to make some money like the boys. <laughs> I, wanna, I was looking for a job nine months out of the pandemic. Yeah, I was unemployed. So that was like my pump up song. I'm going to find a job. And uh, and then there's another song called um, Leaving Hell by Rap, R-A-P Fer- Ferreira. And uh, there's a really funny part about him uh, seeing some graffiti about uh, what is the meaning of life. So I think y'all should listen for that.
When one turns their back to leave the orchestra Black Orpheus, Kepler octahedron Happy recent, eyes bugging like Jackie Gleason The witness true wonder, that's the reason That's the reason One time I was doodling at a gas station And I read on the stall, you know, on the wall What's the purpose of life? And someone had actually wrote back It said, to be the eyes, the ears And consciousness of the creator of the universe Hello. So Jason has left the building. It's just Lydia now. And uh, I want to do a set of like three or four local bands. So um, uh, first of all, you're listening to BFF, Best Frequencies Forever. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Lunch in the Key of Life. And the last few songs you heard were uh, Maria, We've Lost Dancing by Fred again and the Blessed Madonna and Calme de Garçon, like the boys by So Why So Sawayama and um, Leaving Hell. Oh, sorry, that but that was by Rina Sawayama and the album is Sawayama and Leaving Hell by R.A.P. Rap Ferreira from the album Purple Moonlight Pages. Up next, we have uh. No Mortals, No Mutuals by Fake Fruit, Year of the Spider, Shannon and the Clams, Chocolate Samurai by Fantastic Negrito, and Hypnotized by Tune Yards. Uh, Fake Fruit is a band that <laughs> uh, the other day they tweeted they wanted to start a, uh, a fake uh, beef with someone, and uh, it was really fun to go back and forth, but it wasn't real beef, so... It was all in good fun. And um, yeah, so let's play a local set.
Hey, so that was No Mutuals by Fake Fruit, Year of the Spider by Shannon and the Clams, Chocolate Samurai by Fantastic Negrito, and Hypnotized by Toon Yards. And you're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Uh, this is the show, Lunch in the Key of Life. Uh, we talked with Jason Reichel earlier today. And, uh, so right now we're just kind of going through my life and my week. I, I don't think I've told you much about myself, but I, um, I have always loved music. I lived in Denton, Texas. I went to college there and a lot of my friends were, uh, songwriters and musicians. And I love discovering new music even as I've gotten older and had kids. So I'm really happy to be here at lunchtime with you. Uh, up next, we've got um, some songs that I guess are inspired by uh, dating in San Francisco. I, I'm a single mom, so I've had some adventures dating. So we've got uh, Where to Start by Bully, Give Me Another Chance by Empress Of, and Jour 3, which I recently found out is Day 3 in French, um, by Hildegard.
Hey, you're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever, and this is Lydia with Lunch in the Key of Life. I really like to play recent releases because I myself like instant gratification. If I like a new song, if I think something sounds cool, I want to know if they're touring and who is this band. So um, we play three new, fairly new releases between like 2020 and 2021. That song, Jor 3, was uh, just released last month. So that's super new from Hildegard. Um, and we played Give Me Another Chance by Empress Of and Where to Start by Bully. Up next, we have, oh yeah, we have um, a pretty chill, happy, sun, sunny day vibes from the next three songs. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the New York Times released uh, 36 Questions to Fall in Love, and they are questions that start off kind of, you know, get to know you fairly shallow questions, and then they get more and more intimate and deeper, and then you're supposed to look in each other's eyes for four minutes. And uh, it doesn't really make you fall in love. You're supposed to have some chemistry with somebody before you do these questions. But uh, the top few get-to-know-you questions, um, I've asked people those kinds of questions all the time. And one of them is what would, what is your ideal day? What would an ideal day be like for you? And I realized that these sunny, happy beachy vibes in the next three songs kind of is, a uh, what, a ideal day would be like for me. Inspired by your energy, four, five, 
six, feel your spirit on my fingertips. And seven, eight, nine, thank your mama, cause you so damn fine. And I don't really wanna say goodbye. Let me stay the night again. She just want head in the morning. She just want lay in the daylight. She ain't trying to do no falling. Don't want love if it ain't right. Walk on the beach on Sunday afternoon and make her feel alive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I can change the story if you let me. Promise in the morning won't forget me. Lately I've been missing California. I ain't far from perfect, but you get me. Lot of miles getting in the way. I just wanna give you what you want. I've been thinking about you every day. Catch a plane and wait for me to Grab you by the waist, take you anywhere you wanna go. I'm aware that you just wanna play. I know that we going with the flow. Soon I'm about to go and catch a plane. Baby, won't you open up the door? Tell me you are happy that I came through. Never had a thing like you. Little brown girl that can hang like you. Shine so bright in the daylight, moonlight, making that little thing shade like you. Love in the back of the whip, so we took it back to the crib. Shorty like crack, no cat. How to act with a kid, keeping it a stack what it is. What she want? She just want head in the morning. She just want lay in the daylight. She ain't trying to do no falling. Don't want love if it ain't right. Walk on the beach on Sunday afternoon to make her feel alive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I could change the story if you let me. Promise in the morning won't forget me. Lady, I've been missing California. I am far from perfect, but you get me. Lot of miles getting in the way. I just wanna give you what you want. I've been thinking about you every day. Catch a plane and wait for me to come through. If you let me, promise in the morning won't forget me. Lately, I've been missing California. I am far from perfect, but you get me. A lot of miles getting in the way. I just wanna give you what you want. I've been thinking about you every day. Catch a plane and wait for me to come through. Come through. Come through.
you're listening to bff.fm best frequencies forever and i'm lydia with a lunch in the key of life that was long beach by coda the friend build a nest by jeff parker and neon skyline by andy schoff 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 anyway um i really like that neon skyline song because it reminds me of the bar i used to hang out in college it was rubber gloves rehearsal studios in denton texas so i wonder if anyone listening is from denton or has been to college in denton Uh, lately i've been hanging out at the makeout at the makeout room so that's been a fun spot and actually that is a perfect segue into the fact that tomorrow we're having a happy hour a best frequencies forever fm happy hour um i think it starts at like six or seven and goes on for a few hours but you should come by and you should say hi there's going to be djs and some some of the radio personalities that have kept you going um on best frequencies forever will be at the makeout room tomorrow so it's always a fun time and the people there are really nice so oh there's a couple of extra tracks that i can play you know what i'm gonna do a shout out to my mom. <laughs> so I have a bunch of friends and my mom's birthday were uh, on July 3rd. My friend Jess, who turned 40, uh, my friend Coco, and my mom 
Ella's birthday is on July 3rd. And so I told her I would play a song for her that reminded me of her in some way. And so I chose Luis Miguel, El Día Que Me Quieras, which um, she would play around the house a lot. It's an album that was released in, I think, 93 or 94. But uh, I didn't realize at the time that they their covers of like boleros and uh, I used to this song always I always paid attention to it. I always kind of stopped what I was doing and listened to it. And I think that even if you don't understand Spanish, you can really understand the um, emotion behind his voice. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that, and then we'll play a couple other tunes. This is for you, Mom. Misterio 
I didn't know I was so into romantic ballads in Espanol <laughs> until I reached a certain age and I realized why my mom listened to them so much. So that was Luis Miguel and uh, El Dia Que Me Quieras. That's actually a cover of a very famous um, Argentinian tango. Um, Carlos Gardel wrote it for a movie and apparently he's a huge superstar in Argentina and he died in a uh in a plane crash when he was very young but um he re- he wrote really beautiful tango music and um looks like we have a couple of songs up i'm going to go ahead and play uh play some friends play some local music, and then we'll close out with Stevie Wonder, a song from Songs in the Key of Life, where we get our uh, the name of this show. By the way, this is Lunch in the Key of Life with Lydia, and you're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever.
my nephew was just born today. I'm an uncle. It's uncle raps. <laughs> Save it all for yourself, um, yo, ain't that selfish, getting older, getting over what I held in, family shit is on the coaster where I kept it, drinking from the faucet I had bottled in the kitchen, I'm sorry for the switching from the happy to the sad, I got problems still to visit, and I ain't get the picture, yo, I ain't get the memo, I was crying trying to fix it, yeah, I was crying trying to fix it, yo, but at least I can admit it, yo, But I still, yeah, but I still got love, but I still 